On today's episode of the Fascinating Below Average podcast, we had on United States Air Force Academy men's soccer team standout Tucker Bone. Uh, he came on the podcast to discuss with us his path to USAFA, uh, his plans after graduation, and how the Air Force Academy soccer team is playing so well this year. We really appreciate him for coming on, and we hope you enjoy the interview. So yeah, I can be a pilot. At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit, you have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just the way you gotta compete. Welcome to Thin Air. What's going on, everybody? So we have with us right now your Yusafa Falcons soccer star, Tucker Bone, midfielder. How's it going, man? Not too bad. How are you guys? Doing really good. Uh, we're really excited to have you. This is a, a big weekend after you guys just crushed those nerds from uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts. Harvard, you guys <laughs> what, six to one? Yeah, we yeah we took it to them for sure. That was a that was a good game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we'll get into a little bit of this season, but uh, we have a lot of like grads who who like to listen to uh, the podcast. So we just want to get to know you a little bit. Uh, okay. So first of all, what we did was we we googled your name because that's just how we do it. That's our our awesome research skills we learned at the academy. Are you aware that when you Google your name? Uh, the first thing that comes up is Tucker's dehydrated beef bones. <laughs> no, I was unaware. <laughs> uh, well, any affiliation? Are you in the market to start selling beef bones at any point? <laughs> no, 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 that's not me. That's not like your dad or like the family <laughs> business that you decided not to go down. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So you're from uh, you're from Granite Bay, California. That's a little northeast of Sacramento, right? Exactly, yeah, by uh, Fulton Lake. Okay, and born and raised there? Um, not born there. I was actually born in Tacoma, Washington, uh, while my dad was stationed up there flying uh, 141s. And then uh, not soon after, when I was about a year old, we moved down to the Sacramento area because that's where we have some uh, some family. And uh, my dad picked up a picked up a job with United, um, United Airlines. So he's been, uh, he's been with them ever since and, uh, pretty much grew up in Sacramento area my whole life. Okay. So then did you always want to go to the Air Force Academy or was it kind of like soccer driven? Cause you know, uh, normally when you, we think about athletes, it was kind of like the consideration was made after, uh, they were kind of recruited. So what was your story with that? <laughs> exactly. That, that was actually my case as well. Um, which is weird because, you know, my dad was in the Air Force, was a pilot. Um, he didn't go to the academy. He did ROTC. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, yeah, never never really knew any uh, knew much about the academy. Knew it really existed, I guess, until uh, they approached me um, through the recruiting process um, my senior year of high school. So that's when I kind of was uh, made familiar with it. Um, you know, I was talking to the coach here, um, talked a little bit about my dad. and um, You know, my dad only – had uh, good things to say about, you know, flying in the Air Force and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I figured, you know, definitely come out, give it a look and all that good stuff. Do you have any idea now that you've obviously been at the Academy a few years, what uh, what you're hoping to do after you graduate? 
Um, yeah. Um, we just, uh, we just put in for our jobs, uh, about a month or so ago. Um, so I put in for a uh, pilot as my first choice. Um, so definitely looking to, uh, to take that pilot route, um, you know, uh, somewhere down my career, um, go to UPT and all that stuff. I think it'd be awesome. Uh, my dad was, uh, my dad was an Enid, so he was advanced. Um, that would be my first choice would be able to kind of go see what that's like, go where uh, my dad went to UPT. I think that'd be really cool. Um, so yeah, something like that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Maybe itself um, maybe play some more soccer after I'm yeah nice so before we start getting into the into the actual um like air force soccer aspect of, of your soccer career one thing that i did notice is that you were listed as one of the players on the colorado pride switchbacks u23 team what is that all about is that a like a pro team or is it kind of like an off-season thing yeah it's uh it's an off-season thing uh it's, it's not uh it's not a pro, it's not a pro thing. It is, uh, it's affiliated with the switchbacks, which okay. is a pro team, but it's, uh, it's its own separate team. Um, it's a summer league team essentially for, uh, you know, guys from, um, all over the country going, going back home over summer and, uh, essentially playing in this league. Um, usually your coaches are recommending you to go play for these teams because it's essentially designed to uh, develop players uh, the off season and to sort of get them ready for that next level. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, just to put it bluntly, you have been an absolute rock star for the Falcons, uh, both this year and last year. We saw you, uh, in some of the inner service Academy games, uh, last year when they were broadcast. And, uh, I mean, definitely just captaining the offense. And you were also, uh, one of the, the Mac Herman trophy watch list, uh, guys at the beginning of this season, but then you were also a semifinalist last year. Um, what has been the biggest transition between last year and this year? And is it personal goals, team goals, or, or what's, what's kind of been the difference this year? Um, I'd say, so obviously the biggest difference this year is we're, uh, is I'm a senior along with all the other seniors on our team. So it's a, it's a pretty senior heavy squad this year. Um, a lot of us are, uh, in the offense uh, throughout the midfield. So we have a very strong attacking uh, team. And I just say now that we're all seniors, there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot more weight put on our shoulders to uh, to take the team to uh, newer heights. Obviously, we had a great season last year, but uh, our, you know, our goal this year, our, our team, our, our goals are say, definitely team oriented in that we really want to, uh, to win a WAC um, tournament uh, title. That's something that uh, we've never done since uh, I've been here. Um, my sophomore year, we made it to the finals and lost to UNLV. And then last year, we got knocked out first round. So that was that was kind of a bummer. But, um, yeah, definitely definitely winning that WAC tournament title and uh, and then, you know, getting into the NCAA tournament and making a, making a run considering, you know, we got knocked out in the first round last year. That was also sort of, uh, a disappointment. Yeah. So, so so you guys yeah. are seven and one right now, um, with the only loss being to Virginia Tech. When you guys opened up the season, uh, you made that trip out, and then you followed that up with uh, James Madison, correct? Yes, that is right. Okay, so what was that kind of like? Because I know that's tough. I mean, you're traveling all the way out there across two time zones. Um, how were you guys able, and how were you able to be a leader and kind of step up 
and help everybody get through that first loss and then go on to win in double overtime uh, against JMU. Yeah, no, there was definitely some uh, some hurdles we had to get over as a team um, and a lot of us as individuals. Uh, that game, we sort of came in, uh, you know, thinking we were, you know, all that, which is uh, which was the wrong mentality to have. Um, and it, it was really a tough uh, tough one to swallow, considering, you know, we, we didn't come out at our, you know, at our top performance, but we hit the post off uh, right off the bat twice. And uh, just just knowing that things kind of weren't rolling our way that game was really frustrating. Um, you know, it, it wasn't as much of a, you know, it wasn't that Virginia Tech outplayed us. I mean, we we really took it to them, and they they really got lucky with their first goal. Uh, it was like one of the one of the only two times that they were in our half in that first half that they, uh, you know, that they got one of those goals, and uh, that that sort of brought us down, and. Uh, and we, we kind of had to take a gut check, and we've always done really well um, going down in games and uh, stepping up the performance, and we did, and we just kept taking it to them. Ended up getting a goal, um, and then uh, and then they ended up scoring again in the uh, early on in the second half, and we weren't able to tie the game up again. So yeah, that was that was really tough, especially knowing that this year we we took it to them, we outplayed them. Uh, last year that may have not been the case. We definitely uh, held our own. It was our first time. Uh, my, you know, a lot of our first times in the uh, NCAA tournament, I think for all of us, actually. So uh, it was a new experience and uh, took some getting used to, but, but this year it definitely wasn't the case. So when we, you know, after that loss, we definitely had to, you know, check ourselves. Uh, all the seniors kind of had to help hold each other accountable, you know, realize that, that this season isn't going to come to us. We got to put in the work. And uh, that definitely showed in that JMU game. Um yeah, just the the double overtime. It was it was something intense. Uh it was, you know, our second game of the season, you know, at a neutral location. Um, I guess JMU that second game had the home field advantage even. So uh, you know, that was that was really a gut check and uh I definitely believed in it the whole time. I think all the other guys did too. And for that goal to come in, you know, so late in that second period of overtime, there was uh you know, it's <laughs> For me, it seemed like we won the national championship just because there's so much effort uh, put into that to that game. We were also dead tired, so it was, yeah, it was it was fun for sure. But um, yeah, definitely a reality check uh, for a lot of us. Yeah, and you guys, including that game, have had some pretty big wins behind you, obviously against some ranked teams. And then Navy is always, I'm sure, uh, a game that's important. You guys looking forward for the rest of the season? Is there any team specifically you guys kind of have circled that obviously you want to win out, but it's just kind of maybe a little bit more important to you guys than the others? Oh yeah, for sure. So after after finishing up our um, our pre-conference games, all our games before conference, uh, you know you have the usuals in our conference that are going to be big games for us and that'll uh, make statements for sure. Um, going into conference, there wasn't, uh, you know, some of the few teams that typically stand out didn't do too well, um, so far out of conference, but, uh, we, we know, we know that, you know, no matter what, these teams are going to step up against us because there's always that rivalry, rivalry. And, uh, some of those teams are Seattle U. Seattle U is, uh, is a very good team year to year. They're a very good program. Um they're they're going to be a tough team to beat for sure they've got some key players as well that have been uh, that have gotten a lot of preseason accolades and all that stuff so um yeah we're not we're not looking past them for sure um and we're not really looking past any game but uh 
some of those bigger teams will be uh, Seattle U, uh, Grand Canyon University, coached by our, our former coach, Kevin Doyle. We miss him. But uh, that'll be a fun game, as always. And then uh, UNLV will be good, as usual. And uh, let's see who else here. You know, there's – I'd say those are, you know, those are some big teams there, uh, the three biggest. Um, and then every every other team, you know, is not to be looked past for sure. There's there's some good talent on every team everywhere we go. And, uh, you know, changes year to year. They might have, uh, you know, some of these other teams that aren't expected to do well might have uh, some players that will be able to expose us, but we won't be able to tell until obviously we get on the field that day. So Absolutely. <clears throat> Yeah, so you guys have uh, this Saturday. You're going to play against Missouri, Kansas, uh, University of Missouri, Kansas City, who's also in the WAC. Uh, what are we looking for in that game? Uh, a win, a win by a, a large margin, just to kind of <laughs> give a statement that you know, like we are, you know, we are a, a top team in the country. That uh, you know that we can compete with a lot of these East Coast teams. Um, you know, a, a, we need to win by a hefty margin. Obviously, um, a win is what we're looking for going into the game, and uh, that's 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 what it's going to take. Is you know, everything we've put in this season into every other one of these games. Just realize that you know this game matters more than just the rest. And uh, once you know, once we get that first goal, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that more and more goals will keep rolling in. And that uh, we should be able to win by uh, by a large margin, but uh, you know we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Well, with 11 games uh, left in the season, yeah, and really getting into into conference play, I mean, it's going to be exciting to see. And I mean, I think you guys do, for a large part, like you said, have have a lot of the the tougher opponents behind you, but just still with some of those uh, more rivalry teams, it's it's going to be awesome to see. Uh, so. Yeah. I did notice your guys' head coach is Doug Hill. He's a uh, a USAFA grad. How has he been? And he's been in the, in the at the helm for a while, about eleven years now. Um, is I think this is like, twelfth year. Is it okay? Uh, yeah. What's it like playing for him, and how has he been able to? Has he made any changes, or was it kind of the same expectations for him? Uh, but he's just managing the talent levels and, and the seniority differently this year. Um. Yeah. Definitely across all the. Uh, my four years that I've been here, every season's been different uh, because the personnel has changed every year. And, um, you know, our, our class, uh, our senior class has, uh, has been, um, has been very good uh, for the team. We've, uh, we've always been uh, scoring lots of goals for the team every year that we've been here ever since we were, uh, ever since we were sophomores and we started all getting a lot more time. Um, And, you know, now that we're seniors, there's a, yeah, there's there's more of a management aspect is to make sure players are, you know, playing in their role and not doing more than they think they need to do. Um, and uh, the good thing about that is a lot of that is self-checked, considering we're a much more mature team now and that we're all seniors, so we're able to kind of check each other and whatnot. But, um, yeah, it's, you know, we've uh, we've done a great job of checking each other. And then, of course, you know, uh, Coach Hill doing, a, doing his job and making sure uh, none of us are, you know, getting too uh, cocky and uh, <laughs> making sure that uh, we're doing what we need to do to get our wins. Um, him and him and Coach Foster are both uh, key components in that. And then also, you know, uh, Coach Lewis, uh, a recent addition last year, he's also been re- very great at doing that for us. Yeah, I was looking into uh, 
to Coach Lewis's bio, and he's an interesting dude. I saw he – what he did was I guess he was a writer of essays, plays, and books is what his bio said. Uh, have you ever yes. talked to him about anything like that? Has he ever bring that up? Yeah, he's uh, he, he has plenty of, uh, of quotes for us uh, on a day-to-day basis and especially game day. Um, last, last year we used to get, uh, you know, get a quote a day, it seemed like. Um, a very, a very knowledgeable person. Um, yeah, he was, uh, he was an English instructor at the, at the college level. I forget exactly where he was, a he was an instructor, but, um, yeah, very, very smart guy. Um, he's, uh, he's definitely a, um, a great asset to this team, uh, coaching our goalies and, um, uh, as a defensive coach as well. And, uh, just, uh, just a lead, leader and role model, honestly. Uh, he's, he's a fantastic guy, someone who's, uh, to be looked up to as a, as a person. Um, so he's, yeah, he's, he's definitely one of the larger components of, uh, for us seniors to, you know, to be able to look up to someone like that and, um, kind of, kind of gauge and check ourselves uh, on a daily basis to make sure, you know, we're, we're living as, uh, you know, trying to be the best soccer players we can be, but also living as a, as a good person and good people. So. Does he ever just spit off some quotes from like contrails that he didn't know that was in there, and you guys are just like, I don't want to hear this right now. <laughs> um, you know what? I think uh, I think that may have happened one time, and of course, you know, all the guys bust out laughing. It's probably <laughs> yeah, Invictus. We all bust out laughing. But uh, but yeah, for the for the most part, there, you know, he's uh, he's a big proponent of living by like uh, the leg, legs feed the wolf. That's one of his big quotes. Um, so, uh, you know, that's, that's almost like a, a football guy quote, not not just football. He might get recruited by Christian. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, he'll he'll also have a lot of other quotes that stem from uh, military culture, which is uh, you know, which you know gets the guys kind of chuckling. So, that's awesome. Um, okay, so that's that's mostly the serious stuff. I mean, you gave us some awesome information. Um, it just seems like you guys really have your heads in the right place, and like I think it's going to be a really exciting season. Uh, now, do you mind if I ask you if we ask you a few dumb questions that I just really want to know? Oh no, of course, yeah, go for it. <laughs> okay, uh, any superstitions that you have before games? Any superstitions? Um, I uh, uh, no, I try actually try not to have uh, superstitions or any uh, specific routines. Um, for before games just because I'm a big proponent of just like how soccer is kind of like a, a free flowing game. And, uh, you know, you, you got to let your mind go and be creative to be uh, a good soccer player. So, um, you know, I just kind of, you know, I show up and, and, you know, I know what I need to do obviously. And, uh, I do that, but nothing, uh, nothing too superstitious. I'd say I like keeping it that way, but, uh, I do, I do make sure to take a shower before every game to just kind of, uh, <laughs> you know, get my body relaxed and then, you know, put a little cold so water just, over my head as well to kind of get just me, one you know, shower a week. Ready. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. One, one, sh- one shower for each game. <laughs> <laughs> so I get, yeah. So kind of you're superstitious to not have any superstitions. So in that, in that way, you are so. a little superstitious. Um, I guess so. <laughs> okay. Best place to go on a dually date in service dress like if you're a dually you uh borrow a senior's car i know it's been a few years since you've been a dually if you're borrowing a senior's car in service dress yeah. where are you going 
Cowboys Wednesday night, 18 and up. <laughs> <laughs> Under 21, uh, getting getting the hand stamped and then doing the, the Cotton Eye Joe in, in like the middle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the best way to do it. <laughs> uh, all right. Favorite meal at Mitch's? Favorite meal at Mitch's. Oh, that's a tough one. Oh, man. I'm, I really like uh, – I really like tomato soup, so uh, ham and ham and cheese grilled sandwiches with the tomato soup and cheeses. That's really good. You know what? Then, uh, that, you're the first person to say that, and that. I like that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people go for teriyaki chicken uh, or fried chicken, but I I like tomato soup. So you know they have that tomato soup with the ham and ham and cheese uh, grilled sandwiches, and then they have the cheese. They always serve those cheeses, which are fire. What's your, what's your strategy? You you a dunk guy, or do you uh do you use the Cheez-Its as like croutons in the soup, or what do you what, how you do that? <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. I'll 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 dunk the, the Cheez-Its in the soup. Sometimes dunk the sandwich in the soup. Um, never never go over the top though. No, I was a fan. I was a fan of that one too. But the problem was I yeah. I found that I had to like rip the sandwich in half because half of it was stale. And the other half was good. So. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, the, the top half is always stale because they've been sitting in the stands <laughs> forever. <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah, I'll do that. I'll usually rip the top crust off and then, uh, and then go after it. That's a pro move. Yeah, yeah. That's a veteran. You don't see Dooley's doing that. <laughs> All right, what's your favorite team to play with on FIFA? Ooh, Bayern Munich. Oh, FIFA. Yeah, FIFA FIFA 15. I'm I'm not too up to date with the FIFAs. I've never been too good at them, but <laughs> I have some some guys on the team are pretty good. Um, but FIFA 15, Bayern Munich. Yeah, see, normally people don't go with the Bundesliga, so that's a, again a pro move. That's a real soccer fan there because most people go with EPL, obviously, and they always want to do like Chelsea. Yeah. Or so I like that call. Yeah. I have a quick question. So from yeah. California. From California, blonde hair, I see. Are you sure you weren't accidentally recruited by the water polo team and then you just decided to play soccer afterward? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I was out. Uh, yeah, I was. I was out here in uh, Denver for a soccer tournament, and uh, Coach Chris Foster saw me. But uh, oddly enough, one of my buddies that went to my high school was recruited here for water polo. Um, there you go. We're in the same class. We're in the same class now, but uh, he was a year younger than me in high school, uh, and uh, I went to the prep school, so that's kind of how things add up. So. It's crazy. Nice. Uh, what squad were you in at the prep school? Prep squad was in Bravo Squadron. Oh, B squad. That's that squad stinks. Just a little, just a little trash talk for you there. Um. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, any any last advice you want to give to um, either soccer players or kids thinking about coming to the academy or uh, cadets in general? Um, man, just stick with it, I guess. Especially uh, especially for the soccer players and uh, recruited athletes. You know, it's a it's a grind, and you gotta you gotta love the grind, and you gotta love your sport for sure to to be able to get through it. But uh, you know, keep working. And uh, you'll make it for sure. Awesome. Well, this has been a really great interview. We really appreciate it. We hope to uh, talk to you again, maybe after a national championship. 
I would I would love that as well. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thanks so much, man. We'll talk to you later. Yeah, yeah. Talk to you later. Thanks so much. See you, Tucker. What's going on, everybody? It's the Fasting Below Average podcast. Um, we are now on the other side of the interview with Tucker Bone. Awesome interview. What a guy. He's like the nicest kid ever. Yeah, we were just kind of talking about it, and it was like you almost are just like he's very well-spoken, and you just kind of sit there and listen to the answers, and everything sounds good, and you move on with the interview. So there's no like dragon feet or anything. It was just very smooth, and yeah, it was, it was good talk. Yeah, he's really positive, and uh, I think that energy is probably like what's definitely helping out the soccer team a lot this year. Um, and we wish them the best of luck. And like we said, we we're not gonna say we only want him back if they win the national championship because we definitely want him back. But uh, it'd be really nice if the next time we talk to him is after the national championship. Yeah, that'd be it. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. So this is. The week of Utah State, um, first game entered conference play after we first took on our cupcake uh, team with Stony Brook, and then we followed that up uh, with the trip out to Boca Raton against FAU and uh, did not win that game. Again, great showing, lots of things learned. Uh, if you want to hear us talk about the recap from that game, go back and listen to last week's podcast. But, um, I mean, now we're just moving forward. And, like, we're going to have next week, we'll have uh, Jacoby Owens back on to discuss football. But for now, um, hopefully this this week was, was good. It's I mean, as much as it was an off week, it was a really important week for preparation. Like Jacoby said, they probably spent a couple days focusing on Navy, which we have right around the corner, uh, as well as Utah State, because, you know, we take it one week at a time and want to do really well. Uh, from what we saw, um, Utah State looks like it's going to be a pretty pretty good opponent. Yeah, it was honestly, it's one of these teams where I don't really think much about it. For some reason, I'm still in that mindset where it's like our only real competitors in the Mountain West are Wyoming and Colorado State, and that might not actually be the case anymore. And just kind of looking through how Utah State has done, most notably, they opened up the season against Michigan State, and they lost by seven points to Michigan State, and then they went on to play two cupcakes and destroyed them, so really nothing to see there, but... If you, if you lose to Michigan State by seven points, I think they're currently ranked 11th nationally. Uh, I know they're not necessarily doing as well as people expected, but still, Michigan State's a big-time program. You, you lose by seven points to those guys, and you're doing something right. So I think their offense is pretty uh, high firepower, so hopefully our defense can kind of lock it in, and, and uh, it'll be a good test for us, obviously. This is our first, just like you said, first conference game, so things are really starting to pick up, and it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, it's always tough to nail down exactly um, exactly how a team is going to fare against us just because there's really no point of comparison against the teams that they played. Yeah, started out um, against a tougher opponent, but even from and not making any excuses for Michigan State, but at the same time, it's still an opening game for them, and for them it's an out-of-conference game, um, so they might not want to lay out all their cards on the table. Uh, so we don't really know. I mean, I didn't watch that game, so we don't know exactly what happened, but we do know that the next two blowouts um i you know i i personally think that blowouts are not good i don't think that they teach you a lot i think they can maybe instill a little bit, bit of confidence but they can also instill a false sense of confidence so if utah state comes out and we happen to punch them in the mouth quick and early then uh you know they might not be expecting that and so 
I think that that's something that we can potentially capitalize on. And then on top of that, just the fact that we play a different brand of football with triple option, and we now have seen that we have the ability to open up a stronger passing game if necessary and if, if that's if that's open uh, against their defense. So I'm still I'm very excited. I'm very hopeful about the game. Uh, I don't have the Vegas lines, but I know that we are not favored. Uh, so it's... It's just tough. I mean, it's really tough to say. So Vegas knows what they know uh, in terms of just how people are going to bet and how to set the lines and everything. So I'm not going to put a whole lot of stock into that. Um, but I don't know. I just think we will see. A few of the things is that uh, Utah State has played all evening games thus far. They've played 5 o'clock for the last two. And then they played a 6 o'clock game for their first game. And this one is going to be at 8.15 local time, uh, 9.15... Okay, so it's 9.15 Central Time. Yeah, so it's going to be 8.15 uh, Mountain Time, which is normal for uh, Yusafa, but we have not played a game at that time yet either. So um, I don't think there's much of a cause for concern, but I guess a good thing that's coming out of that is that they're going to be playing on ESPN2. Yeah, I was just I was just about to bring that up. and um, So from Facebook to ESPN2, really we are the voice of reason. I think finally uh, the big names out there, the production world are kind of are kind of listening obviously to the podcast and, and they're making that change you think that's the reason we're on espn too right oh 100 and i think that it's a uh it's gonna be like it's a it's a small incline so maybe by the year like 2054 we'll have like the 3 a.m slot um on abc not yeah not to mention when it's a 10 to 15 eastern time game uh i think we were i think we lost out to bowling on espn primary so uh, I don't know. I don't know who we had to beat out for ESPN two. Maybe reruns of the WNBA finals or something. Yeah. So still good to see though. Um, I'm not going to be like battling and and swearing at my phone while I try to download the Facebook app and and open up the whatever whatever it was. It it was like the the West Coast Conference thing. I don't even remember. I, I'm kind of going to miss that though. In a way. Uh, yeah, it's a part of the charm. Like it's it's a little like gambling. You get a little bit of a rush. Like, ooh, am I actually gonna be? I invited twenty people over. Are we actually gonna get the game or not? So. And it's like facebook.com slash videos dash af verse fau three six nine x y, and then you accidentally put the wrong letter in there, and then you don't get the game. And let next thing you know, you're finally watching it about halfway through the first quarter. Yeah, you're you're at Best Buy with the Geek Squad by halftime. <laughs> um, <laughs> And it's funny because, like, Air Force puts out um, these little, like, visuals. They'll put out just, like, a screenshot, and it's like, oh, Air Force is playing Utah State at 8.15 this weekend, and it's like, here's how to watch. And and they make it look so easy, but it's actually the most complicated thing in the world. So, I don't know. This is going to be a nice change of pace. Agreed. Um, so that's what we got for talking football. So let's do a little behind enemy lines right now. It's a disaster. If you try to do any sort of Googling of army football, those guys are so high on their own supply. They love army football, even though they're a, they're not a good team and they are playing awful opponents. They had Hawaii fly out. Um, so that way it was, it felt like 6am to them. They didn't have enough time to adjust. (laughs) And they just shove triple option football down their throats uh, as early as possible. So I get it. I appreciate it. It's like Sun Tzu's art of war, getting Hawaii out there <laughs> and barely beating them. But 
I don't know. It doesn't do enough to move the needle, but those guys, they eat it up, um, and they absolutely love it. Yeah, I was able to watch a little bit of that game, and it, I mean, like you said, who knows what the disadvantage Hawaii was at, and we've obviously played Hawaii a fair amount in our day, and I think Hawaii is a super hot and cold team where I feel like they had a year, maybe like three or four years ago, where they, they did like really solid, and I think they lost maybe one or two games. And for some reason, ever since then, I have this mindset that Hawaii is a really good football team, like in this weird way where they have all these guys from like the Samoan islands and stuff that are just yeah. unreal. And I, they, they're still decent, but I don't think that's as valid as I think it is. So, I mean, they got the win, whatever. Uh, they're going in this week to play Oklahoma number five in the country. So um, I guess we'll see what happens. Oh, we know what's going to happen. It's going to be a throttling, but um <sighs> I don't know. I just, like I said, I'm all about, like, lessons learned this year. I don't really know why, because I think it's because our team uh, has a lot of guys who are kind of coming into their own, and we've had to make adjustments already this this season. So I feel like we learned a lot from the last game. So I hope Army isn't able to learn a lot by playing against um, such a strong RPO team uh, like Oklahoma, because that's the last thing we need is to get blanked again by Army. But, um... Yeah, so there wasn't really anything on them, uh, but Navy did have an interesting article, and I think I vaguely remember this. So they have, I guess, the Navy fired a professor who wrote some criticisms about the academy, like maybe a couple years ago, and now he's petitioning to get his job back. So he was fired. I thought it was a recent firing. Well, I think. Well, I'm saying I think the article came out a couple years oh, ago. Oh, got it. And well, in the Naval Academy also, the part of the reason why they're saying no, that you're not going to get your job back, is because he wasn't fired because of that. But he's arguing that he was. Uh, so thoughts. So they're like, hey, we're firing you due to your job performance. And then he's like, no, you're firing me because of this. I guess, yeah. Um, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's kind of like a gray area where I don't know enough about the situation to really comment on it, other than it sounds like the Naval Academy uh, is going to fire you for disagreeing with anything they say at all. So it sounds what do you like mean you a dictatorship. You literally just said that you can't. That's our brand. <laughs> we don't have all the information. and We fire off super hot takes about it. <laughs> um, I mean, give me that. All right, I'll, fine. I'll, I'll go first. I'll warm you up. Um, yeah, give the guy his job back. You know, freedom of speech. This is America. Um, like, the Naval Academy is a garbage school. The guy wants to see it get better i agree i mean is like you know i just I he's just calling them out on their on their bs yeah it's nonsense no i mean he's like <laughs> i i think in one of his articles he was saying saying something along the lines of like navy football doesn't have nearly the prestige as air force football and you know even though we beat them last year there's just really they can't really hold any water compared to air force and I think ultimately that's what kind of got him the axe. So uh, we'll gladly accept him over at the Air Force Academy to teach. Yeah, his PhD dissertation dissertation was a uh, was basically just like, and I can't even think. Of, <laughs> I'm so dumb right now. I can't even think of the word. Uh, but it was like a just an ode to Air Force football, basically, and <laughs> and why we're the, the superior brand in that. I guess and probably pissing people off in the uh, in the Navy athletic department. Um, it's just, I don't know, it's just a weird thing. I feel like whenever, 
And this is one of those times when I actually do kind of get, like, I'll rally behind the other service academies. There's certain news stories that come out that it's just like, how is this doing anybody good? It's doing no one any good to get this, like, propagated and get it out there. The one guy who I always think of is uh, our boy Harvey Weinstein, which I don't even want to, I feel like that's like Voldemort. I don't, I don't think it's, say that name I don't think his because... name is hard. I think Harvey Weinstein's the wrong guy. I think it's Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Uh, I apologize for that. Um, yeah, we'll cut that. Uh, Mikey Weinstein. Okay. Um, no, one is a, uh, a horrible criminal. The other one is a Yusafa grad who, uh, is basically just like a rabble rouser just gets, to, <laughs> likes to really piss people off. Um, okay. Yeah. After that little mix up, uh, yeah. Mikey Weinstein though is, he's just another one of those guys. He's always getting like headlines in, uh, to where, Oh, the air force Academy makes kids do stuff that they don't want to do like pray and stuff. And it's just like not the case. And at, at the end of the day, if you just didn't even give them the time of day, nobody would know any the wiser. Like plenty of people complain about it. I just think some people are like a journalist or something and they feel, and then other journalists feel responsible to post about it. Doesn't make yeah. any sense. But then on the flip side, there was also that one guy who last year, who on the, on the total opposite end of the coin, uh, did just as bad of a thing. And basically he was like a, like a 70, like a 72 grad or something. And he went back, um, for a reunion and he wrote this entire thing about how the Air Force Academy is so soft now and all this stuff and all these like impressions that he had because he wasn't saluted by a C3C or something. And I, that was just another one where it's like, dude, how are you getting all this by showing up for one weekend? Like, yeah. It's just, and, the, and I think one of the biggest things is that, especially that I've learned, and not to speak for you, but I, we've said it a lot on here, is that, once again, your time at the Academy is only a four-year clip, and when you're gone, the Academy is going to change uh, for better and for worse, and whether you like it or not. Yeah. And things are going to be different, and they're never going to be exactly how it was. During Nor the should time. they be. Yeah. So, I think on just on both sides of that, on that coin, it's just like... Just let the academy be. There's a lot of very uh, smart people who know the the state the status of the military and what we're involved in, and uh, they're making all the decisions. So, yeah, that took a turn for the series, but basically, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what we really what we're concluding here. If the guy should get his job back or not, uh, never talk about another man's job. So, yeah, I guess we'll just leave it at that. Uh, I did have an FNBA rule change today. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So you should be able to take leave while you're at the academy, like on active, like you're on active duty. And one of the biggest things that was just as a shock to me is when people would just say, "Oh yeah, I'm just, I'm just taking leave, like on a Tuesday." Hey, like you're right. just not going to work. <laughs> you know, you're not in trouble. Yeah, it's like, well, I showed up enough times to where they said I don't have to show up anymore for a few days. And I just think that's a really funny concept, and it should extend to cadets. Yeah, it'd be pretty really... difficult. It'd be pretty oh, it'd difficult be... to actually like employ that, knowing that we have to go to classes and stuff. But yeah, logistical nightmare. Uh, impossible. Yeah, but I still think, <laughs> yeah, just impossible to happen. But I still think it should happen because one of the, I don't know, I just think that it's it's awesome. Airfare is always cheaper mm -hmm. on those days. Um on like off days if you could like have you tried to fly on a thursday and then come back on like a wednesday it's awesome 
There's no one on the airplanes. Yeah. Flights are super cheap. That's true. And I also, I'm about, the, I totally think that the airlines hike up prices around when, like, finals are over and when spring break is for cadets. Absolutely. And especially, like, Denver, Colorado Springs Airport. They yeah. know where that cadet paycheck's going. Yep. Straight into Frontier Airlines or Southwest Airlines. So, uh, yeah, this is another one with no, I have no real solution for it. <laughs> I just think it'd be a sweet idea. Those things we want. Yeah. You got we leave it up to the uh, big brains in uh, the top of Fairchild Hall to figure out how to make it happen. <laughs> yeah, what we do is we just like we send we send a Google Doc once a week of uh, stuff that we'd like to see changed and it's to uh www.creedthoughts backslash usafa <laughs> forward slash dot gov backslash creed thoughts. That was the so. website that Dean gave us. Yeah. <laughs> We were told that the administration would be checking it weekly, so we're mm-hmm. still waiting. I think it just takes a while to get paperwork pushed through. Yeah, so be on the lookout for that change coming down, Dooley's. You should be able to take leave sometime in uh, mid-March. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, okay, and then finally, we're just gonna we're just gonna take it out um, real easy. Let's do a soups list. Are we doing a soups list? I guess we are doing a soups list. We didn't really go through this. I thought we were just going to talk about it, but we can do a soups list. So, oh, okay. No, I, we don't. I mean, we don't have to structure it. That's fine. Let's structure it. I like structure. Okay. We're going to go with a soups list. So, in case you guys haven't heard, which I'm sure you have, there's a new Marvel movie coming out um, called Captain Marvel, and I don't even know the whole premise behind it. But go ahead and check out the new trailer on our Instagram. And I want to know how many, how so many people found it. Like I'm not. Are, are, do you guys have, like, reminders? or was Because I don't think it, there was a news article about it or anything like that. But... I don't know. I think once somebody sees a Yusafa PC shirt anywhere but Yusafa web guy, it just spreads like wildfire. Yeah, I guess. But I, I just feel like if we didn't have FNBA, I would have never known. Or I yeah. guess I would have eventually found out, but I wouldn't have known. Basically, the backstory is... There is... A superhero and she had a former life where she was a cadet at the Air Force Academy and then like a pilot in either an F-16 or an F-35 it's kind of hard to tell and yeah so there's like shots of her at the ropes course wearing PC gear and stuff so obviously everyone's going crazy about it so in uh, in light of that we are going to do a soups list of Air Force Academy specific superpowers that you wish you had when you're at the Academy uh, okay. You want to go first? Sure. My first one is, and maybe this is a little bit too Harry Potter-esque, but an in- invisibility bathrobe. Okay. So you throw that puppy on and you're just invisible. So if you're a dually, you can leave without signing out, not worried about anyone seeing you. You can leave in civvies if you want. You got that bathrobe on. Uh, you can sneak... In and around everywhere at the academy, you can cross the Tizo at midnight. You can get down into the tunnels. There's the the opportunities are endless. But you throw on that invisibility bathrobe and the slippers, of course. Don't show those propping wings too early, and you're good to go. I like that because well, it also really works. And I know we're probably gonna get somebody who's like, hey, we don't do proxies anymore. But back when we were there, <laughs> you had to wear a proxy card, and it was a separate card from your CAC. And it scanned you into everywhere, and half the time, like this, the proxy readers didn't even work. 
and you would get in big trouble if you didn't wear your proxy everywhere you went. But then also you would get in trouble if you were wearing it in like pictures and stuff. So uh, it was like this damned if you do, damned if you don't situation, and it was just the worst. And so if you can uh, have this invisibility bathrobe uh, and you just wear it while you're walking across Tizo, you can just never use your proxy, and that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's probably the best part about it. Yeah. Um, so my first one is visual teleportation. And this is something that I kind of thought of when I was like a little kid, when I'd be on a road trip and we'd be driving. And I sometimes thought about it. It's like so stupid. I, I should just say teleportation, but this is the brand of teleportation that I thought of. To where whatever you can see, like you look out to a point and then you can just automatically teleport there. And so, for example, you know how the drive to Denver... It's basically like you, you go up through Monument, and then you have that one stretch of highway to the next turn, and then you have another one of those, and then you're in Castle Rock, and you keep going. So if you did, like, visual teleportation, you could be to Castle Rock, or you could be to Denver in, like, five of those, like, five visual points. Yeah. Well, it would work at the Academy, too, because then if you're in Lower Tudig, you can automatically teleport up to the TZ level. I like that. And the thing about it is that it's nice because it's it's like you're never too close to the academy. So, like, for example, when you go home, if you live far away from the academy, it's not like you can teleport and you're right there. So it's all, you're always far enough away, but it's pretty convenient because you can get yourself to where you need to be. It's like a realistic superpower. It's like I'm not getting too greedy. Yeah, just a little bit. But have you ever seen the movie Jumper? Uh, I think that's what it's called. No, I've seen the episode Bait. of The Office where Michael Scott almost jumps off the Dunder Mifflin building, if that helps. <laughs> That's close enough. Okay. Um, but in Jumper, it's kind of the same concept where, like, if he looks at a picture of France, he can teleport to France. Mm. So do pictures count? Like, he would keep, like, pictures everywhere in his house, so he could just teleport all over the place. Um, no, it doesn't count in what I'm talking about, but that's not a bad idea. Like, if you want that for one of yours... I was just curious where, like, where does it end, you know? But yours is very realistic. Like, I see no why, no reason why that can't be implemented somehow. Yeah, because I'm just like, and it always happens. Like when you when you are when you're just walking, it's usually when you're like kind of drunk. If you're coming back from a like a squadron dining out or something, you're just like, I wish I could just be right there, like right to yeah. the elevator. I wish I could be in the the squadron uh, snack room, just devouring freaking hostess <laughs> and forgetting to put yeah. it. put it on my tab seems about right all right what do you got next? all right my second one is uh and again maybe there are some superheroes out there that can do this already but my dumb brain still can't figure it out uh i never had the ability to just send an email on outlook without it like without me being required to delete my entire inbox and outbox and then even then i would have to sometimes go through my like yahoo account and send it that way yeah, or uh, how about how about this one? Your certificates are not valid, oh, even though you're able to log into everything. You have to like SGLI or whatever that thing is. I don't, I don't yeah. know. That stuff makes my brain hurt just thinking mm-hmm. about it. I couldn't send emails. I ne- you never got an email from my military account. But I also like it because then when you're supposed to respond to an email and then you can't, it's like, oh yeah, my email's down. But if they know you have the super That's true. power, so. <laughs> it's a double-edged sword with with great power comes great responsibility yeah all right my next one is a uh, chicken tendy vision so 
you're at Mitch's, uh, Meatball Stroganoff rolls out, you can just do, like, laser eyes, boom, transforms into chicken tenders. I was actually thinking something like that, too, except the way I was thinking about it was, like, to to every commoner around you, it still looked like Meatball Stroganoff. But to you, it was chicken tendies. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure you can do that with some of the uh, some of the stuff they have up in Boulder. They call them, like, magic mushrooms. <laughs> you just take that, and then you're... You think your meatball stroganoff is chicken tenders? <laughs> <laughs> so once again, I'm all about the realistic superpowers. Yeah, that seems very realistic. <laughs> I like that one. What's what's cool. your last one? My last one is to be able to duplicate yourself, so that you have a clone that's doing everything the way that you could do it, but you're not physically having to go through it. So, like, I could be sleeping in my bed, and my primary self is sleeping in my bed, and my clone self is going to act and do everything that I would do is running the AFT. However, I'm not going through the paint. Um, that's dangerous. Why? Depending on how lazy you are, you could just basically not <laughs> go through the academy then. <laughs> like, uh... Because that's what I would do. I'd be like, okay, go out to formation, go to the, go to class, go go take my gr, go just do everything, and I would just sit in bed all day. Yeah, that's true. Which kind of dude, I wouldn't mind picking your brain on this. So I was thinking, if you're an identical twin, and your parents like don't register you as an identical twin, like they just think there's one of you existing in the world, like imagine what you could get done. If you had an identical twin and they, everybody thought there's only one of you. First of all, there's a, I will give this a caveat because there's no such thing as a registered identical twin. <laughs> You're just like kind of your own person. But, uh, but I am going to agree with We'll choose not to register them as twins, please. <laughs> <laughs> but what I will say is that if you aren't doing that, you're basically an idiot and you're wasting your time. Because here's why. If you, you can just spend half your time doing what you need to do yeah. and get really, really good yeah. at stuff. Like, uh, for example, one twin gets really, really good at like math and science. The other twin gets really, really good at English. And then they just go to school for half the day, half like the time each, uh, and they're a 4.0 student. Let's say they play uh, baseball. You have one kid that's really, really good at pitching, one kid that's really, really good at hitting. You, you send yep. them in, you know what I mean? And so you just do that, and then before you know it, basically these twins, these unregistered twins, are uh, running rogue <laughs> and ruling the world by doing half the work. And, like, if you think about, like, oh, well, then you're doing half the work, you have half the potential, I don't think that's true. I think if you do it right, let's say for this, in this case, you go to you know you play baseball if you do it right then the amount of money you would end up making as the two for one unregistered twins would be exponentially more than if you tried to do it on your own so you then you just split it down the middle and you just kind of do your own thing yeah totally agree and you never really decide who who's the real person you just kind of let it be like all right well now you're primary now you're primary you know yeah. what I mean? And it's so easy because if you ever get caught, you just be like, oh, actually, I figured out how to clone myself. Yeah, that's a good point. So Just have to make sure you're not registered beforehand. Yeah. You know, 
you know what's so funny about this is i'm picturing like we always talk about uh <laughs> the speakers come to the academy and talk about how it's like the best and brightest or whatever yeah. i'm picturing somebody who like doesn't know about academy grads or anything listening to this <laughs> podcast as being their first exposure to the air force academy and hearing us talk about not registering twins so they can do <laughs> less work <laughs> to go further in life as just like that's that's what I want, you know. That's the whole goal of this thing. Yeah, I totally agree. It's that way when people type in the Air Force Academy, the first thing that pops up is our podcast and us talking about the dumbest stuff in the world. <laughs> um, okay, my last one is, uh, and this is probably the dumbest one yet. I couldn't think of a word for it, so we'll call it auto haircuts, where you, you're just <laughs> sitting there and you're just like, oh, I need a haircut, and you can just like, like blow your nose really hard like do a valsalva maneuver and then all of a sudden the, the right amount of hair just falls off of you for you to have like a perfect haircut like is it is the hair is still falling off or just disappear not falls off because i think it's funny like like a it, dog like kind of like a dog well yeah and i was kind of thinking more about it i don't know why i just feel like that would be something in harry potter to where he just like does the valsalva yeah. and it's just like poof and it all just goes and up it, in a cloud and then just falls down you know the way it would work is like you you see the kid walking out of his room for the PAI at five in the morning, yeah. and he's got like this really raggedy hair and like a beard, and then his one of his buddies like, dude, you, you forgot to shave, and then he like kind of ducks around the corner and does it really quick, maybe just shakes his nugget to make it all fall off, yeah. and then he's like looking perfect after yeah. that. Yeah, so I think that's awesome. That's a good one. That saved a lot of a lot of heartbreak on those uh, on those high end types. Yeah. And uh, just for the record, that can work for the for the whole body. So no more uh, no more going through three trimmers a semester. <laughs> no more clogging those shower drains. Uh, okay, so that was our soups list of superpowers. We're, uh, I think what we learned from this: we're simple men, right? We're simple yeah. men. We don't need a lot. Just I don't need to like be in, completely invisible. I don't need to like run really fast. Yeah. Just. Give me a twin that we didn't register at birth. Give me an, give me an unregistered either. twin and the ability to turn uh, fried shrimp into chicken tenders. <laughs> Sounds perfect. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I'll do minutes since you introduced the last one. So go ahead if you want to get a t-shirt, a hat, a flag, a patch, anything, a gift for a baby. Uh, FastyBelowAverage.com, uh, F-A-S-T-N-E-A-T. B-E-L-O-W-A-V-G. So the whole thing is fast, neat, below, and then avg.com. Uh, you can buy everything you need there. Remember, if you're heading to any USAFA games, you need to have enough time, and you want to be able to rock the best gear out there. Uh, you need to give enough time for it to be made and sent to you. So we're talking at least a week and a half here. Uh, go ahead and get those orders in. Another thing, we are coming up on the second annual fast, neat, below, average goes to USAFA for an inner service academy football game we're going to be out there on the weekend of october 5th 6th around then uh for the navy game Sounds and right. we're going to be having a big tailgate once again sponsored by one of the awesome brands at inbev uh that is anheuser-busch budweiser so last year we had bud light we don't know if it's going to be bud light again this year maybe natty light uh we'll get those details but tons of free beer we do have our location. We're going to be putting out more information about the tailgate, but it was a lot of fun last year. Uh, so if you're going to be at the game and you are a graduate or a cadet, uh, please feel free to stop by. Awesome. See you guys there. 
All right, that's all we got. So yeah, I can be a pilot. At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit, you have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just the way you gotta compete. Welcome to Thin Air.